welcome to the Good Intent, Good Impact podcast. And in this episode, I am going to be doing another Words Matter deep dive with some words that you've probably heard me use at multiple points throughout other um, episodes of the podcast and maybe wondering what in the world is Taya talking about. And today I'm going to be talking about intersectionality, particularly intersectionalities of identities, um, which I'm sure you've heard me say multiple times. Um, And I want to make sure that I'm explaining that and I'm clarifying that for folks so that as you listen to the podcast and as you do um, the work in your organizations or in your immediate circles that you feel some comfort with that. And so let me start with the intersectionality part. Um, If you've never heard of that term before, that term was made popular by Kimberly Crenshaw, um, who is also the same scholar who had a hand in developing the framework around critical race theory as well. Um, And so I definitely encourage you to look up uh, Kimberly Crenshaw and look up her work. Um, But essentially, she is really the pioneer in um, this concept of intersectionality. And really what intersectionality is getting at is, is how our different identities that we individually hold show up and play themselves out in our lives. And a good way to think about your own intersections of identities and where they might show up is to do an exercise that I do with my clients all of the time. It's one of my core go-to exercises because I really think it's important as people do curiosity of self that they really take time to sit with their different identities and how they intersect. It's called an identity wheel. And what you do is you could take just a plain piece of paper and draw a circle And then, you know, think to yourself, what do I identify identify as in terms of my race and ethnicity? What do I identify as in terms of my gender identity? What do I identify as in terms of my ability status? What is my age? What do I identify as in terms of that? What do I identify with in terms of my sexual orientation? And those are just to name a few. That's not all encompassing. There are a lot of different identities that um, that people hold, particularly ones that are historically marginalized. Um, but take some time to really, you know, go through it and kind of in that circle, make a little bit of a pie, right? And section off different parts of the circle to say, okay, you know, I identify as this race or ethnicity and this is a part of my life where I think about this this much and kind of section off a part of your pie. And then, you know, take another identity, you know, maybe it's I think of myself as a cisgender man and, um, you know, think about how much do you think about that? How much does that impact your life? And then draw another line, you know, through the circle to say this is another section and this is how much this impacts me until you have different pieces of the pie um, and figuring out what is most salient for you or what is most top of mind for you in terms of your different identities. And then once you've kind of thought about them individually, you may want to think about them in pairs or in trios. So using myself as an example, I identify as black, particularly someone who comes from um, slave lineage, because that's really important to me to to delineate um, because of because of our history in the United States. And I also identify as a cisgender woman. And I know that the combination of being a black cisgender woman 
carries certain things with it that other combinations of identities don't necessarily have and don't necessarily deal with in terms of implicit bias, microaggressions, and different forms of oppression, both at the individual level and at the systemic level. And so for me, that particular intersection of being a black woman is very important to me and it's very top of mind for me. And it's something that I am constantly aware of no matter where I go, especially when I'm in predominantly white spaces and even more so when I'm in predominantly white working spaces where my livelihood has been on the line. Um, And so I'm very careful about how I speak. I'm very careful about everything down to even my facial expressions because a very common microaggression that black people, especially black women get um, is that, you know, you're, you got to be mindful of your facial expressions because it's making so-and-so feel uncomfortable. We as black women are tone policed down to that level. Um, And so I am very cognizant of that particular intersection of identity for me for those reasons. And as you think about your own and where they show up and what's most important to you and how they interplay in other spaces that, you know, obviously, depending on what identifiers you hold, that's going to look different for you. But thinking about what does that mean for you? And what does that mean for how you interact in certain spaces, what you choose to say, what you choose not to say, how you choose to, you know, hold your diction or your facial expression or what you choose to share in authenticity and what you don't in certain spaces and how certain forms of systemic oppression and implicit bias show up so that you don't deal with the consequences of having to to be your authentic self in those moments. And if you look at your identity wheel and you look and you say, well, man, like, you know, I've got a lot of areas of privilege, you may want to think about what that means for you as well in terms of what you are thinking about on a day-to-day um, that other people, you know, are, are potentially thinking about in other ways, or even more importantly, what you're not thinking about um, that other people are thinking about um, in other ways in terms of how to preserve their livelihood or preserve their position in a company or whatever the case may be that you don't necessarily have to think about because your privilege allows you to not have to think about that. Um, and so that can that can be quite jarring for some folks if you look down at your paper and you're like, man, there's a lot of different intersections of privilege I have here. Um, and I don't really think about any of these things. If you find yourself in that situation where you don't think about that stuff very often, one, that's usually a good indicator of your privileges. And two, now would be a good time to ask yourself why you don't think about them. Um, and what is that doing for you? And potentially, who is that harming that you may not be aware of um, in terms of your interactions with folks? Because you're not necessarily thinking about that um, when they do have to be thinking about that and interacting with you. So that's definitely, you know, something for folks to kind of push out of your comfort zones and lean into your learning edges a bit if you if you've never actually sat down and kind of done that self-assessment and leaned into some of that curiosity for yourself. Um, and so I hope that that has been helpful for you in terms of understanding some of the terminology I've used um, throughout some of the core um, parts of this podcast in terms of, of, of framing that so you have that there for you. Um, and if you would like to um, reach out to me, please go ahead and do so. The email address to do that is in the um, description for the podcast. And again, if you're interested in things like sponsorship or you're interested in asking a burning question or something along those lines, you can reach me at that same place as well. Um, I'm more than happy um, to hear from folks and get your feedback. Um, and with that, thanks for listening and bye for now.